<laughs> welcome one, welcome all. We're live on Berry Flow Upstream number 54. Entitling this one BTS, talking business technology solutions. Kind of just want to go back across some of the news that went out and we'll talk about just a couple of topics on some of the things that we kind of missed on our last stream. We want to make sure we get in. We have BlackBerry Healthcare and McKenzie Innovation. I don't know if you guys saw the video or welcome looked in on anything. It was pretty cool. Did you guys happen to take a look at it? Yeah, I caught some of it. I didn't sit down and watch the whole thing, unfortunately, at least not as of yet. But I we posted up the video for everybody else to watch. It was a little, not a whole lot of interesting conversation. A lot of the stuff that came about was, you know, how BlackBerry is working with McKenzie Health. But it was still an interesting conversation that had to be had to be had there. It was kind of cool to see some of the branding they had, right? They had yeah. right at the front, like BlackBerry Healthcare. It's kind of interesting. That kind of branding, like BlackBerry Healthcare, not like QNX Healthcare or something else, like trying to put the BlackBerry brand to it. But really cool, or maybe like that, you know, we saw them working with Cisco as well as one of the partners at the innovation unit over there. There's a lot that may, may be going down. Like how much money can you really make on, on, a, on a partnership like that? Right yeah, then, it was pretty interesting for me because actually McKenzie Health is like my home hospital. That's the hospital like I would uh -huh. be going to regularly. So it's pretty it's pretty interesting to kind of I've said it previously on in other podcasts and other episodes essentially that you know it's really hard for people to kind of link BlackBerry to these you know IoT initiatives and and healthcare initiatives just because they don't necessarily always see them when they go to their hospital and stuff like that. But here's like a perfect example where, you know, the consumer in this case will finally get that chance to see some of these, you know, healthcare products that are going into um, the hospitals and stuff like that. So it's interesting from that perspective for me. Do you think, like, you're going to see more Blackberries around? Like, it, it seemed like they were really integrating them into, like, the whole workforce management, like, making sure we have, like, a patient care and attention to our different, you know, our clients and whatnot. It just seemed like a really cool integration. My question was, like, how do we make money at that, you know? How do, how do the numbers break down? Is it something on the back end that they're making money on? The devices? Like, Alex, what are some of your thoughts on it, man? Um, I think just being, uh, you know, in with these companies and hopefully being, yeah, the backbone of whatever they decide to do software and security-wise, just just creating a partnership in any in any way, shape, or form just helps lay the blocks for a later point in time as well. If you're comfortable with the company because you've worked with them for many years, then if you start, you know, investing in new technology, and if the question comes up, well, should we build this on QNX or or Buzz 10, or uh, Buzz 12 uh, rather, <laughs> um, then then it's just good to have that partnership there. So really, like, it might not be an immediate thing. It may be a five-year plan. Like, it might be a long-term kind of. Uh, thing at the end of the day, but they do want to get out there that they're a security, healthcare company, like they're all these things with BlackBerry. It's just kind of the perception and creating good partnerships for it. Yeah, it's still still groundwork and word of mouth at this point for it, which is always good because if you know, if you don't have those established relationships then you don't even have your foot in the door, right? Yeah. It, it's it's good like proof of concept almost, right? Like BlackBerry can deploy a service level solution to hospitals and they're doing it, you know? It's kind of cool to see it kind of amalgamate there, and that Canada's kind of behind it, at least locally. Yeah. If it expands. It's a, I think it's important from connecting the dots perspective 
I mean, we, we always hear about QNX's healthcare division, but in this aspect, we actually see the mobile devices actually being part of this uh, part of that healthcare solution as well. Um, kind of maybe in a scenario that a lot of people might not automatically assume BlackBerry is is prevalent. Like a lot of people automatically assume that you know BlackBerry devices are prevalent in in like business spaces um, when it comes to finance and stuff like that. But here, there's a very relevant case where it can link up with B Bez 12 and link up also in the QNX side of things to work together. We got a we got a new acronym out of it as well, the Internet of Things in Healthcare. <laughs> Add down the H there. It's 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 cute, right? And these industries are going to spawn like as easily as that phrase, you know? Literally, there's so many venues they could take it through. Well, apparently, I mean, you know, people who are much smarter than me, market research analysts and stuff like that, predict that. The Internet of Things in healthcare is essentially a $117 billion market. So, you know, that's that's supposed to be the the point by 2020 is $117 billion. I mean, obviously there's, you know, no no exact number to be placed there realistically, but that's what they're, they're forecasting, and I'm pretty sure BlackBerry wants a piece of that $117 billion for sure. It's cool. They can carve out new niches, you know. They can grow from their kind of core business, but they have to make sure that core business is strong. It's it's cool to see the revenue jump in BlackBerry software, right? And, and that'll kind of lead us into some of our conversation about the the business technology solution unit at BlackBerry. But if you can imagine BlackBerry just as like individual pieces, right? So we have like Bez, we have BBM, and some of our other assets as well. Making that BlackBerry technology solution unit is kind of an interesting move for them. I mean, we see a deal with Cisco, we see a deal with Intel, focusing on like the QNX side. I wonder like how much that business technology solution part of BlackBerry can start generating revenue. It seems like John Chen kind of unlocked it, like it wasn't there before, right? Yeah, I mean that that kicked off back in what I believe it was August of 2014 and now we're we're really starting to hear some of the things that they've actually put put to work I mean because they have QNX they have you know Project Ion essentially they have Certicom all wrapped up into that and they have Paratech wrapped up into that BlackBerry uh, technology solutions business unit so you know that's that's a lot of stuff to actually be working with and it's it's great to actually hear Chen talk about that stuff now because when it was announced back in August of, of 2014 it just seemed like you know nothing at that point in time because it just seemed like a, a collaboration between all of the all of the all of the acquisitions that they made and all of the stuff that they had but now we're actually starting to hear about you know how that stuff is actually being put to work for BlackBerry which is pretty good 44,000 patents so. Right, you got to do something with it, man. You, you got to go out and monetize it. Absolutely, Chris. I mean, it's a necessity at this point for them to just start making money and putting what they know and their know-how to work for them, right? And they seem to be doing that a lot, and a lot more cross-platform. There was a lot of big updates. We saw some BBM update brought in, uh, brought over uh, BBM protected chats as well. So. A little bit of private chatting with subscription and as well Outlook plugins for meetings on iPad. So it was kind of a big scale BBM update on consumer and kind of the enterprise side. It was kind of cool to see that happen at once, you know? 
Yeah, I like the BBM update. I haven't yeah. used any of the meeting stuff as of yet, but, you know. Yeah, the BBM private chat update is a very interesting kind of out-of-the-box way of thinking about private chats. They kind of looked at it, and essentially what we all know is that even if you put measures in place like Snapchat, um, that notifies people that someone took a snapshot of your your uh, conversation, there's nothing you can do. They have the screenshot already, like what are you going to do? And so it was kind of an out-of-the-box way of thinking about it is if you don't actually have any names or data there to, to link back that chat to somebody else, I mean, on one aspect, if, if you're talking about some vital information in the chat, obviously that vital information is going to forever be saved in the screenshot. But at least in this case, if you're talking about, you know, something personal, like you're talking about somebody else or you don't necessarily want somebody to know that you're talking about them, um, and it could be for security reasons or maybe some more nefarious reasons, for instance, but it's also now the box way of thinking about, like, you can't really link someone back to that if you don't have your name or, or anything that can, like, any metadata to link back to you in terms of that screenshot. So it's yeah. it, it's it, it's... It's technically a way of innovating from BlackBerry, you know. BlackBerry doesn't just innovate on in the big things, but also on the small things in this case. Yeah, you know, I, I think it would be cool for them to, in some way, be able to disable, you know, screenshotting. But then, you know, there's so many different devices, there's so many different ways around it. But yeah. even just, like, simply somehow disabling it, at least setting up, like, one of the measures. But, yeah, like you said, it's great they don't say who it's from or, like, it's totally private. You can only have one private conversation at a time from what it seems, though. Um, but it, it is kind of an interesting thing. And, you know, I've had conversations with my brother before where you're constantly either sending a time message, like, long message back and forth because you do want to keep some, some of the things that you're saying private. Um, because, you know, sometimes if you have a girlfriend, they might, like, pick up your phone and read stuff. And, you know, it's just, like, this whole scenario with, Specifically, what he was in. Um, like so it would have been nice. Tinder date or something. You don't want like <laughs> Tinder date seeing information from a previous Tinder date. Yeah, you know, and it's not even like everyone's gonna associate this with like, oh, you're gonna use this to cheat on someone, or you're gonna use it to, you know, be unfaithful. Just like people say, you use Snapchat to send nudes. Like, okay, maybe 10% of Snapchatters use it for that, but the far majority aren't using for it for that. Same thing with this. Sure, there's gonna be some people who are going to use it for nefarious reasons, but, you know, the, uh, a far majority, at least you'd hope, would be using it for the reason it was created. And that, com uh, that comes with every sort of security solution. Exactly. Everybody's going to do that. So whatever. Yeah. It is what it is, right? I mean, yeah. me and James mostly use it just to talk about you, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably the truth. <laughs> But, yeah, no, it's, it's a good update, and um, wh what I was trying to figure out, I think a few people were discussing it, so maybe someone else here can clarify it, but uh, from what I know, if one person has it and the other person doesn't, the person who has it can start the conversation, um, and some people are going as far to say as the other person can start it, as long as one of the people has the, has the private conversation going, but I think they might just give you, like, a, you know, three a month or same thing, it's part of the time messages pack. But I'm assuming whoever has it can start a private message an unlimited amount of times. Um, yeah. I actually got rid of my pin, like the custom pin, and I'm paying for the privacy retract and all that stuff. Like the dollar a month isn't that big of a deal. It gives you much more value than you know the pin does, at least in my opinion. So I'm paying for it. Yeah, and it's still to me like 
I think I said it on on the last podcast as well is that it's still it offers some some sort of benefit like BlackBerry protected but or sorry BBM protected but it does it's not overkill like I don't I don't necessarily need BBM protected I don't need that in my life and that costs more than what the subscription does to the the privacy and protection package right so it's it's kind of like an in-between option for those who don't necessarily need BBM protected but still want some sort of sense of security with their BBM so I think you know there's going to be a lot of people that actually do go ahead and jump on that versus say BBM protected yeah it's cool man they're building it out for two different markets right they're able to go after the enterprise based. John Chen said like BBM should be an enterprise. It's not a Facebook or Twitter or copycat. Like it's not that type of thing. Like it really is a hardened messaging platform through its years of development. So you've got to be able to leverage that. I, I think, think I think honestly, like would you guys go down and pay two to three dollars a month for like BBM video to pay for it as an additive cross platform? I I don't I simply don't use it enough where I that would make sense for me at all. Yeah, me either. Me either. I think one of the cool things though um, about what we saw with the uh, private chats is that they kind of bundled um, message retraction and uh, timed messages and private chats all into one bundle for for ninety nine cents a or a dollar a month. And I think that's a smart decision. I mean, they have to. The issue, like what I found with BBM, has always been that they're they're trying to to bundle one feature associated with a subscription. And what they need to do is they need to provide that value add and have you know multiple features under one umbrella, so that it feels like you're actually getting a service out yeah. of it instead of just one feature here or there. Because what that does is that you're you're talking to five different people, and five different people could have five different type of subscriptions that they have. And so after a while, it starts getting segmented, and people get confused about like what really, what you can really do with BBM. So they need to make it simple and just define, you know, service packages based on what people want to do with BBM, so that they can choose what subscription will serve them best. And I think this is a good step towards that. And yeah. back to your point about video, um, video on its own wouldn't be something I'd pay for. But they said, listen, you get video BBM meetings and um, and something else that's related kind of to that video media type of thing. Um, maybe something like an, you get BBM meetings, video, and an, and an enlarged uh, file transfer um, that could be maybe, I don't know. Yeah, they could like come up with those packs. 50 megabytes, and it yeah. could be a package for like $3 so, a month. So, Brandon, Brandon, so you're telling me you want Telegram. <laughs> Telegram does these things. It's kind of funny, like... It's just such a small messaging platform, Telegram, but they have like they can send a gig across on it, yeah. a full gigabyte. Yeah, but you, can, you have like ma massive groups. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I, you know, what Brandon was saying is that like it it seems up until now, at least with the new privacy and protection package that they created, it seemed like everything was like just randomly tossed out there. Like, why do I need this stuff? Or, you know, the packages that they were offering wasn't necessarily enough. Like I have I have very little use for the retraction and time messages. However, now that they added private chat to that, 
I'm going to pay the 99 cents for that because I want the private chat. It just seems like you know people they they added something to it, and hopefully they'll they'll continue to add um, things together that make sense because some yeah. of this together just doesn't make sense, right? And like they could do some really like really creative things like a BBM sticker subscription where kind of like if, if anybody knows about PlayStation, you have an instant game collection. Well, they could do something with BBM stickers. You pay like a yearly fee, like something like $15 per year, and you get to choose one free pack of stickers each month. Um, and, and that way they lock in your money right away, but then you actually get more stickers than the initial dollar value you're paying at the beginning of the year. Yeah. So they get in a higher... No revenue from that, and the consumer gets a better value from it, um, and, and it works out all the same. Because maybe that person might not buy 12 packs in a year, but they might buy like 10. And in this case, it's kind of pushing them to spend that extra two or three dollars that yeah. BlackBerry wouldn't get. So I mean, there's a lot of creative things they could do with BBM. It's just a matter of them figuring out what's going to work with different segments. Just yeah, needs to be smart packaging, basically. Yeah, smart, smart packaging. I mean, that's what Steve, that's what Steve Jobs did, you know, with the iPhone. Just smart yeah. packaging on a, on very basic hardware. So is BlackBerry's problem? You guys think going forward, going to be building out those service revenue streams, or do you think nailing down the hardware is still going to be a struggle for them? What are some of your thoughts? That like that's where you know partnerships come in. They like having Sam. Like did, we read the article in the group chat at least about Samsung uh, possibly having created uh, a very powerful battery that could be twice as is um, you know have twice as much power and everything in it. But that won't be out for you know two or three years or whatever they claim. But it's like create these partnerships with these these hardware manufacturers that they put so much. Uh, like how how big is the Samsung? Smartphone hardware division, our R&D division, compared to like BlackBerry. Like these are smart partnerships to make, especially if you're a software company. So yes, bring in your awesome ideas and your, you know, the keyboards that you make and everything. Just partner up with a different company, and then you don't start throwing so much money into R&D into hardware. You could start throwing more of that R&D into software. If you're a software company, you should be putting most of your R&D into software. Yeah. Um, so it just makes sense to do, but you know, yeah. it's a they're putting they're putting their money where their mouth is in terms of services, yeah. right? In software, they, they're definitely going forward on it. So, do you think devices that we're going to see in the future are predominantly going to be running like a BlackBerry 10? Because that seems like the most native way and you know best way to deliver your service. But people are talking about like the BBM update on Android, and they're like, "This is really nice." You know, the people are really liking it. So, you and, could, but you know what that speaks to though? That doesn't even necessarily really speak to BBM as an app. As a, it speaks more to the design language of that Google is finally, finally getting across to their app, saying it should be like this. All of our apps, like just like. If you use native cascades on BlackBerry, every app you go into has a similar feel to it. It has the overflow menus, and you kind of get used to it. Now, finally, on Android, Android used to be a mess. Whatever app you went into, it did its own thing. Mm -hmm. They Google has really cut down and said, you know, Material Design, follow this, this concept. So all that BlackBerry did was they made BBM in Material Design, and people are loving it. Well, you're finally, you know, following their design language, and you're not, you know. So I think that it just shows that Android is finally coming around. Again, BlackBerry is kind of in, 
far further advanced along that that line um, than than Android, but obviously they they've caught up in that regard. Where they're finally saying, "Here's our platform. Let's make it unified. Let's not make it so just do whatever the heck you want with it." And and there's no consistency. But hey, if people want to attribute that to BlackBerry and enjoy that, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Ain't nobody gonna say anything about it. yeah, that's great. BBM is great. It looks great. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. It. Yeah. It, it, there is a pair. Like Yeah. BBM. They do or BlackBerry. Yeah. Props for for doing a good job with it. Um. And that's saying this is hundred percent the fact of Android. You know, give give credit where credits due. <laughs> yeah. BlackBerry props on that as well. There's some smart ideas going on. Like the the, the prior thought or you know focus they've had on being able to build out the Android Wear version of BBM on it, um, that platform is smart too, you know? Having it wrist accessible really expands its reach. And I wonder, like, how far are they in expanding what they have now before they really try to, like, lock it down? There's still a lot out there, man. Like, BBM Money in Indonesia. The BBM Money channel is more active than, like, some of the actual official BBM channels (laughs) in terms of, like, the stuff they're putting out there. It's kind of interesting. I read some, I mean... I can't say I read it because honestly, it wasn't in a language that I could read, and Google Translate is pretty shoddy when it comes to right. stuff. But I don't know. Something something happened recently with BBM Money that it sort of I guess it took on some more adoption or something like that. And I meant to go back and look into it, but it seemed like they were doing a bunch of promotions and stuff across their uh, across their BBM channels, and it was getting more more airtime, I guess you could say. But yeah, I couldn't read it. What it was? <laughs> Where's our article, man? We need that article. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> there has been like a lot more uh, activity on that channel, so it's kind of interesting. Maybe they're building it out. Maybe if higher adoption rates, that'd be great. You know, because maybe that's that's a, that's enough proof to show that we can take this kind of idea and initiate other banks as well. Maybe take over regions and go from there. Work through the emerging. Because people literally run like economies on these platforms. Yeah. Economies and businesses. Yeah. Now, if only the they ran the Falcon on Kiranax. Yeah. <laughs> oh, too, too soon. soon. No, too soon. I'm waiting for a QNX like power console. That's what I'm looking forward yeah. to. You know, someone doing like really, really high hardware, build something awesome with it. I still would love a. QNX like desktop or something like that, you know? I'd yeah. be down on that. Yeah. We covered through McKenzie. We talked about the BlackBerry Messenger. We talked a little bit about the business technology solution. Again, they're leveraging some more of that IP that they have out there to make some money. Google BBM protected, BBM meetings out on iPad, and as well Outlook plugins. So it's some cool stuff there. At least building it all. I thought it was pretty cool, at least personally, how they brought it all as one update. They kind of did it all at once. But I think we've got everything pretty much covered for this week. It's been really quiet. We were here four days ago doing this. We got a lot in that previous upstream. Well, at least yeah. we're, we're current on our time. <laughs> that always feels nice. <laughs> yeah, this one was, like you said, we covered everything previously, so this was just kind of like a little bit of a catch-up. Mm-hmm. Just get us current. <laughs> Yeah. Currency, currency is like an inside joke, so people 
people listening won't get. You know, may as well if we if we don't obviously have too much to talk about it. It's a slow week. We were having a a pretty big discussion in in the chat on YouTube at least just about how you know people don't really like installing BBM on on iPhones, and it seems people who are on Android at least are willing to give it a try. But uh, iOS users, it doesn't really seem like, at least from my experience and for a uh, bunch of other people, they, they claim this as well, that a lot of iPhone users just want to use iMessage and normal SMS because they're integrated. Uh, remember back when in, in Legacy you had BBM and you could pull in SMS contacts in there? So you just open up BBM and you could either BBM or SMS within the same app. It's, it's a very nice thing to have. Well, iOS, you really can't do that with, with you know, BBM. You kind of need to open up the BBM app. It's like a separate segmented experience. So, it you know, it's it's a tough thing. It, do, do we have to wait for Apple to, to allow deeper integration, or is there something that BlackBerry could do to improve this? Or, like, where is the flaw here? I don't think, I, realistically, I don't think there is a flaw. I think... I think Apple just created the service that people like and is simple and it's there. Mm -hmm. So there's not really any advanced reason for them to realistically try anything else. I mean, yeah, they try, you know, WhatsApp and stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure that the numbers are, are you know, pretty significant on iOS there as they are on Android as well. But, you know, when it, when it comes down to basic conversation, I mean, what are you going to do? They, they, it, it's all right there. They just, yeah. you know. The problem is that I think people I don't even know, really though. Good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I well, message, I, like, when I used to yeah. use it, like, you, it was seamless. You had no clue you were using, like, data versus SMS. I mean, it just worked. And I mean, but the when, problem I, when you're asking people SMS. That's yeah, the problem. SMS and, and whether or not people know, like, it's such an outdated way of, of talking and sending messages and you might have problems where it doesn't send properly and it's just, like, that's uh, the problem. It's outdated, but if you think about it, SMS is still the only truly cross-platform way of text messaging yeah. people. Like, regardless, like, everybody who has a mobile device has a phone number and you can text message that phone number. Not You can't say everybody with a mobile device has data or has lots of data so that they can keep connectivity 24-7. I, I'm sure that number is a lot higher now than it was yeah. you know, two or three years ago, but still, even if people are connected to the Internet, that doesn't guarantee they're going to be connecting to you know, one of the 20 services you could potentially be using. And I mean, that's, that's one of the pitfalls of where BlackBerry is today. They wanted, uh, Bell Sealy wanted to do some like BBM version 2.0, which would have been essentially what you're talking about. And it, would have, yeah. it would have brought a whole bunch of people over to BBM using it as kind of like a default... Um, SMS slash data uh, messaging system, and it just they never went through that way. And now what we have is just too many options. Yeah, and it's really going to come down to which one works the best. And what I find with my current solution is, depending on who I'm talking to, I use a different service. Yeah, so somebody, and that's I'm not what the hub is with. useful for. Like, yeah. Imagine not exactly. having the hub and having to WhatsApp this person, BBM this person, SMS this person. Obviously, you can't really iMessage, but iMessage is this person, maybe if it's from an iPhone. But the yeah. hub is what makes it so, okay, I don't care what I'm talking to you on, really. But, you know, yeah. the iPhone doesn't have a hub-like thing. It's just SMS or iMessage. And that's where yeah. I feel there's a problem or a disconnect somewhere. Yeah. I mean, it just it comes down to your personal preference. Like, I usually find if I have really close friends, I'll keep <laughs> them on um, BBM. 
and that's like I usually spend most of my time BBMing because those are the people I speak to the most. Um, but you know, like depending, it kind of works with like degrees of separation when it comes to friends. I find people I talk to the yeah. least sometimes end up on Facebook chat, and then other people who I talk to maybe somewhat regularly might be on WhatsApp. And then the regulars end up being on BBM. The regulars. <laughs> and then there's and then there's those wild cards on like SMS because they don't want to use uh, data. I mean, it's just uh, would I like a simpler solution? I would. I just I'm not saying that's impossible. I just find at this point in time it's very difficult for anybody to become to come out and be that go-to leader um, if if you're not looking to 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 go in towards one of those WhatsApps or something like that, yeah. right? No, and, and WhatsApp has like 700 million users, and I, I find it funny because I finally submitted to using WhatsApp for, for a few people, and then like if I meet someone new, I say, rather than asking what their number is or whatever, I'll say, hey, you know, do you have BBM or WhatsApp, and a lot of them, so surprising, they're like, I, I don't know what either of those are. It's like, WhatsApp has 700 million people, BBM has more than a 200 million people, like nearly a billion people, and you don't know what either of them are so I guess it does show that like there's Facebook? just do you do you have a Facebook messenger? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. There's always that solution, which yeah. they're finally disconnecting. Needing a Facebook account now, you can actually just sign up Facebook Messenger using. Yeah. But then, but then it's like, what's yeah. the point of WhatsApp? You bought WhatsApp for that, so now like maybe they're gonna merge them. I don't know. I could see that happening for sure. I think WhatsApp's kind of. I think their numbers are a little bit overinflated as well because they basically count people who haven't logged in in like years. Like yeah. I have a WhatsApp account. I don't use it. Mm -hmm. I haven't logged into it in months, maybe like just once for like a, a, a photo for Crackberry or something like that. But I'm still counted as one of their users because yeah, you know they make yeah. it impossible to, to delete the account anyway. So mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. It's funny actually. Like when I'm it's almost kind of like if I'm looking to message someone who I haven't spoken to in a long time, like WhatsApp is kind of like my last... I just don't automatically think of searching through my WhatsApp contacts for somebody there. I find Facebook ends up being that default chat that everybody goes to for someone that they haven't spoken to in a long time but need to like connect with or something. You'll just search for them on Facebook and then send them a message. I find it's so weird because we always hear about people complaining about how difficult it is to add someone on BBM because they have a pin and then at the same time you've got somebody on Facebook where the only way they can find you is if they know basically like all your background information like what high school you went to like what university you go to so that they know which Brandon Orr is the right one to send a message to. I, yeah. just, I, I just find that whole Think funny. You're hard to mistake, Brandon. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. Here. <laughs> I guys, I the, we don't want to exhaust ourselves here. We don't have too many topics to really cover, but I think we'll we'll call it quits on this one. Appreciate having you guys on as always. Here with Chris from Crackberry.com, Brandon Orr, and Alex Bass. Take care. Take care, guys. Later, guys. Have a good night. All right.